This is Daddy Dale welcoming you to the Dead to the World podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to, to the, the Dead, Dead to the, the World, World podcast. podcast. I'm Mama Don. I'm Lexi. And I'm Tasha. Welcome, Dream Team. Welcome, welcome. And do I have some news for you all today? What's that, Tasha Washa? Kyle and I have officially listed our home. Nice. It is for sale. Someone buy it. And, you know, it was a hard decision, but we made a decision. Good. Good job. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of baby mama when it's like, "Mm -hmm." thinking, decision made. Yes, I will have your baby. (laughs) Yes, I have your baby. Um, And I actually just found out we have one showing tomorrow. Nice. So that's exciting. That is exciting. So, yeah, let's hope that gets done soon. Guess what? What? We had a freaking awesome Father's Day weekend last weekend. But Kyle and Tasha were absent. Yeah, we didn't go. Yeah, there was too much to do with the house. I don't blame you. We were re-listening to the episode and I was like, well, that didn't age well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was no way, like... I was hoping, and, like, obviously that would have been much more fun than mm-hmm. what we did. But we were up to, like, some nights, 4, 8, 5 a.m. in the morning just trying to get everything done oh, to I list know. this house. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> We're I exhausted. It. You know when you, like, do something and you're sore? Oh, like, you sprain your ankle or something, mm-hmm. and then you go to bed, and the next morning your ankle's more hurts, like, yeah. sore because it, like, rested? It was like our bodies were so sore. I literally thought my knees were going to give out on me. Like I couldn't hold up my own body weight. Mm -hmm. And it's like just sitting in a car to drive, like to go get a drink or McDonald's or something. And then you couldn't get out of the car. You were so sore. Yeah, I've moved across country twice and multiple times. I know exactly what you're talking about. But just on our little weekend thing, we went to Midway, Utah. So if you're ever visiting Utah and you're near Midway, which is just outside of Park City, there is a place there called the Crater. Go to it. You it just was really swim cool. in it. It's Go like warm it. water. It's like see-through. Like I've lived up in that area before and had never gone to it. And I'm like, this is stupid. How old am I? And I've never gone here. So it was it was somewhat of a staycation. It's a bit of ways from where we live, but not like, too far. Only like a half hour. Yeah. So that's like not far at all. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I that's didn't why it's want like to say exactly where I live. That's why I was saying that's a little oh, bit away. It's, it's a little bit further for us to get there. I mean, hey, you minutes. could say 30 minutes. That could be in any direction. That's true. It's fine. Yes. It's 12.6 miles north. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, but we did have Lexi and Sebastian with us. Daddy Doe was surprised and he loved every minute of it. Aww. We even like took really great food because they had, we had, there was a barbecue out on the balcony where we Aww. were at. So we were able to like take food to cook. So it wasn't even expensive. And yep, it was nice. Tasha had given us some great steaks. So I snuck off steaks and he was in heaven. He was in heaven. So, all right, well, we're doing Deciphering Dreams today, right? Yes. I think I'll get started if you guys don't care. Yeah, you go for it, girl. All right, so I got my story from Reddit. Cheap Caterpillar 98 is the username. So here goes. Uh, this morning, I was awake for a little bit and then had gone back to sleep. Now, I know I've heard this is when most lucid dreaming or sleep paralysis happens. All I remember is I was essentially on a quest. Not actually... But I felt like I'd been on a quest my whole life. I was trying to find heaven. My whole life, people had been telling me, you'll know when you find it. I received no hints other than I would know when I find it. That is, that it was, in fact, heaven. 
one day I was walking in a garden. It was a beautiful garden. And I'm just sitting there casually. And I just turn and I lay eyes on this gorgeous green and pink succulent type plant. All of a sudden, this euphoric feeling comes over me. It feels incredible. I can't explain it any other way than euphoria. I start to leave my body in real life, all while feeling amazing still. I'm now above my body, and I am about to cross over. I try to move my physical body, too, to sort of snap out of it, but I cannot, and I'm no longer in it. Suddenly, I hear a woman say frantically, No, 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 no. You weren't supposed to find it so soon. You still have so much time left. And it was like she physically shook my leg to bring me back. Then I wake up. She gave me guardian angel vibes, but I have no idea who it is. This was honestly an incredible experience, but I am curious what the F happened here. Sounds Hmm. like astral projection. That's what I was going to say. It does sound like astral projection. All right. So the important words I pulled out of the dream were being on a quest, finding heaven, uh, the garden with the succulent pink and green flowers, feeling euphoric, leaving the body, uh, the guardian angel, and then the leg being shaken. So, of course, there's two possible interpretations of the dream or this event, and that could be astral projection, which we just were talking about, or it could be a dream, this dream interpretation. So here goes. As with all dream interpretations, change is the theme. I think we have seen that theme over and over (laughs) and over again. Yes, we have. have. Uh, So this dream is really about searching for the real you. Somehow you are not acknowledging a feeling of being unfulfilled in the present. Dreaming of heaven means that you have protection in reality and someone that you can always share your problems with, which I found very cool. That's kind of interesting that if you dream of heaven, that means you really have somebody you can rely on Mm -hmm. on earth. Hmm. Mom's my heaven. Aw, I like that. We'll have a t-shirt made, Mom's my heaven. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the garden echoes the feeling of what you sow is what you'll reap. So in this case succulent green and pink flowers. Green is associated with healing and growth, and pink is meaning that you're happy and making changes to better reflect who you are. The euphoria in the dream reveals a spiritual cleansing, and the leaving of the body, if this is a dream and not astral projection, represents a closure and transformation to achieve success. So having the guardian angel represents your mind-breaking through to inspiration, no matter what transpires in life. You have a sense of a higher self that you can use to carry you forward. And shaking the leg, which is interesting because your leg also carries you forward, um, is a way of representing direction and following a path that better signifies who you really are. Hmm. So I thought this dream was pretty amazing. Like that this person is like very supported in life. So, but... They're feeling unfulfilled and they need to figure out what it is that they've got to move forward with. But they have all the support that they need, according to the dream. Yeah. Which not all people do. Yeah, I'm going to say it, but a lot of people are jealous of that. (laughs) They're like, I want that support. Yeah. You know, I can't be jealous of that, though. I've been very lucky. Supportive parents, supportive siblings, supportive husbands, supportive kids. Agreed. So. Love you guys. Agreed for the most part. Okay, we are not perfect. (laughs) She pointed it out. Okay, (laughs) Tom. All right, so I have one more dream I want to share, and it's from username Guppy. At least I think that's how it said, G-U-H-P-P-Y. 
Goodbye. But I think the H is silent. So I love dreaming because I feel like dreams are always introspective messages on what's going on in my daily life, but I'm really confused regarding last night's dream and what it meant. I was in a dark hotel room or apartment complex and had to go to this one room of some man I don't know in real life, but I but he seems familiar in the dream. He was complaining about the room the room <laughs> He was complaining about the room was too cold, and had another man come over to inspect it. The inspector found a furnace with bats covering the entire thing. And then I looked up and there were bats on the ceiling. The bats get scared and start flying everywhere. And the original man who was complaining about the cold slowly steps on a small bout and squishes it to death. Hmm. That's not very nice. No. That's gross. I woke up feeling disgusted and scared, but I feel like this dream didn't mean anything then why would I remember it so much? So can someone interpret this dream for me? Yeah, like why was it so vivid or why would he like affect him or remember it so much if he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just nothing. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, I just think that's interesting. I've never thought about that before, but what if all the dreams you remember are because you're supposed to remember them? Mm-hmm. That's a good point because normally the dreams we remember and we ask people about, it's like our mind trying to get us to make changes of some sort. Mm-hmm. So um, I picked out from the room, from the room, no, I picked out the hotel room or apartment, the strange man being cold, the bats, killing the bat. So what did that bat ever do to him? I know, exactly. I just think it's so not nice. So it seems like the dreamer may be exploring some temporary changes in perspective as they move out into the world and come into their own. It seems right now that they are unsure of where they want to be and have stepped back This may be due to someone who's draining their self-confidence or resources. They may need to determine who or what is interrupting their progress and stop it, along with any self-defeating behaviors, putting them to rest so that they can move forward. Okay. So just just how that means, like, because we were talking about the killing of the bat. But anytime there's killing in a dream, it just means that there's something that's holding you back that you need to end. That or, like, there's something coming to an end. That you, like, know about, but subconsciously, like, don't want to acknowledge or something. True, true. But, yeah, death is all, it it just signals an end to something. So, in this case, and whatever that, you know, maybe you have a relationship that's sucking you, drive emotion or even possibly money. You know, there's all kinds of things that could be, but you can't really move forward until you get rid of that. True. And that was it. That's all? Wonderful. That's all I had. Oh, Okay, Lexi Luhu, it's your turn. Okay. So my first dream is from Ellie Daniels on Reddit, of course. Are you surprised? Of course. Reddit is the OG. Okay, so her dream says, I had a dream that I was fighting an Asian lady and I ended up putting her in a crock pot and cooking her along with my food. What? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's not funny, but it's funny. When the food was done, she had shrunk to a fetus size and I was hoping she would come back to life. Please help me. I've been very disturbed by this dream. What does it mean? Yeah, that's... I'm speechless. Yeah, I read that and I was like, I I gotta do that one. (laughs) So when you dream of something old, the message can be about the importance of the past and how it is influencing the present. Um, And a woman appearing in a dream can symbolize the exploration of your feelings or your sensitive side. The psyche is always processing information to allow you to feel real fulfillment and to activate your authentic nature. Cooking is a clear image of something 
sorry, cooking or a clear image of something. What? What? <laughs> what did I write? We don't know. <laughs> cooking or a clear image of something is how you become hungry. <laughs> I put cooking is a clear image of, in quotations, cooking. <laughs> I don't get it. Within, that will lead to a more profound sense of nourishment in life. So dreaming of cooking equates to nourishment in Yes, life. basically that's what I'm getting at. Which makes sense. And you know what? This is a good time to throw something in here. We were supposed to record this exact episode a couple weeks ago, and then Tosh was like, I don't have time to interpret a dream. Can we do something else? So I haven't read this in a minute. <laughs> it's not all my fault, okay? I know, but that's why I, I read it. Lot. And then I was like, wait, what did I write? Because it was a little while ago. <laughs> I had a lot going on. Okay, but cooking equals nourishment in life. So dreaming of cannibalism, which is the closest thing I could think of to look for cooking a human, mm -hmm. um, usually indicates that you are spending someone's money using the ideas of others or hijacking people's energy, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. That is way interesting. So when it comes to the lady shrinking into a fetus size, you may have a sense of feeling responsible for this, in quotations, child as a representation of the need to care for and nurture a new aspect of yourself. Overall, you may be leaning into a more feminine side of yourself, which will lead you to feeling nourished and fulfilled. You may currently be hijacking others' energy and going along with the crowd instead of following your own intuition, and it's important to care for and nurture this side of you. Okay. So become yourself. Don't just follow along with other people, kind of. Mm -hmm. Be unique. Yeah. So basically, a woman is your feminine side. Cooking a human is you're taking on other people's ideas and beliefs. So. Mm -hmm. You need to embrace your feminine side and be yourself. And don't eat people. Cannibalism is bad. Even though you didn't actually eat the lady. In you the dream, she was hoping she'd come back to life. So Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I found it interesting when you were talking about the, you know, hijacking somebody's ideas and stuff. I didn't think of it as like taking on other people's ideas and not being your genuine self. Mm -hmm. I took it as like working in a marketing department. Oh, and, and like somebody has it. a good idea and you're like, oh, I'm going to steal that and say it was mine. Oof. So if you're doing it in that with life, doing that in life, stop that as well. Yeah, that's rude. Nobody likes that. Yeah. Also, someone will always find out and you're just going to look stupid. Yeah. Give credit where credit is due. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this dream interpretation has turned into a motivational life speech for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My second dream is quite a bit longer. Um, it's also from Reddit and it's from user Christine Ann. Did the other one not have a name? Yes. It was Ellie Daniels on oh. Reddit. Okay. Sorry. So Christine says, there is only one dream that I had that has stuck with me for years. It's one of those dreams that felt like it was hours long when really it could have been just a few minutes. I was riding in a helicopter with a young boy and his father. I was sitting in back. After trying to talk to them, it occurred to me that they could not hear me or see me because I was dead. But for whatever reason, I was supposed to be there with them. When we then crashed in the middle of the woods, it was fine, of course, seeing as I was dead already, but the father died and the son was very critically injured. I knew unless actual help came, he'd die because there was nothing or no one around. All of a sudden, I woke up in my dream. So it was like a dream within a dream. And I guess I'm alive again, but I still have knowledge of this kid and I know that he's out in these scary woods about to die. So I decided I needed to go and save him. But I can't do it alone, can I? No, I need my dream team. Ooh, I died when I read that. The, I was like, you need the Dead to the World podcast. <laughs> dream team, awesome. Yeah, I was like, well... I'm using that now. She just won me over. <laughs> okay, she continues to say, this is where it gets kind of funny for a moment. My dream team consisted of myself, Jack from Lost, for his leadership skills, am I right? 
Paula Dean, food, I guess. Harry Potter, spells and shit. And Oprah, emotional support. Oh, I love it. This is an awesome team. <laughs> we pack our things and head off into these woods. They were weird woods, to say the least. It starts snowing slightly, but we then realize it's not snow at all. It's actually ash, like in Silent Hill. There are even dogs with upside-down heads that come crawling out of the base of the trees. But Harry zapped them, and we pushed forward. We then come up to the <laughs> Zap Harry Potter. Yeah. We then come up to this crossing and we see some deliverance type guys opposite us. At first we were scared of them, but then they offered to help us find the boy. We all started walking and came across this beautiful field of purple flowers. <laughs> Everything My reminds favorite. me of Twilight. <laughs> purple flowers. The sun was shining on them, but at an angle so that it gave an eerie illuminating light to the field. And Harry Potter started to sparkle. <laughs> Just kidding. Wrong movie. <laughs> the sun begins to dip, and one by one, the flowers wither and die, and that's when Jack says, we're running out of time. The deliverance guy tells us that there's an old house located a few miles out, and that if the boy was out there, he might go looking there for help. So we begin to run as fast as we can in that direction. We finally reach the house and stumble our way through the front door. Upon entering the house, I look around and realize that there's nothing there. No furniture, no people. The only thing that was left behind were paintings of the house that we were in, dozens of them, and they were all torn off the walls and laying on the floor. I started to open doors and yell out for the boy, but every single door I opened led nowhere. Instead, it's closet after closet, and each closet has one wire hanger inside with a pair of children's gloves hanging on them. Oh, what? Right? That's kind of random. Don't forget, it's still ashing too, and it's somehow falling in the house. This is where it gets just stupid. I walk out the back entrance to the house and realize that the boy has been found and he's being loaded into an ambulance. There's a figure sitting in the back of the ambulance with him consoling him, but it's dark. It's a dark shrouded figure and I can't quite tell who it is through the doors. And then I woke up and she says, and to this day, I still don't know what the F that dream means. Yeah, that was very intense. The dream within a dream, that's just intense in itself. And then just all the details. That's a very interesting dream. Yeah. When, when they said it was snowing, but it was really like a dust or whatever. Ashes. Ashes. Ash. So like a volcano Ash. eruption. Well, right. But I just thought like I was in the hair world because for those who don't know. Oh, ash colored hair? No. Let me finish what oh, I was going to say, ma'am. I don't mean to. Dandrift? Yes. <laughs> Ew. The God's dandrift. Ew. Oh. Ash is God's dandrift? Gross. Well, the snow. Oh. Ew. Yeah. Like we always joke like in the hair world that snow is like the God's dandrift. The God's? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Like Greek mythology. Oh, I get it. I get it. I thought you were referring or to Norris. like a singular god, but then the god. Oh, I was like, the god. <laughs> Man, he's got, must have a big head full of hair. That's a Ew. lot of dandruff. <laughs> but yeah, which set of gods? Greek gods, Roman gods, Norse Norris god. gods. All of them. Wow, that's All a of lot Zeus. of dandruff. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, Zeus a good particular. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Forces you guys to shut up for my lame joke. Okay, okay can I continue now? Yeah, go, oh, go do ahead. you want to interpret that? I would like to. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So the first thing I kind of looked into was a ghost because, you know, what are you laughing at over there? I'm still thinking of your joke. It was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Okay, so her being a ghost, basically. She's dead in the dream, but she's there. No one can see her. I'm, in my mind, that equaled ghost. <laughs> when you dream of characters that are not living yet still have a presence, something is unresolved within you and haunts you. Explore what this character represents as a side of you that you have not processed or integrated. And then 
Um, a crash can represent you growing, and as you grow, you can feel insecure about where you're going. In fact, you go through many changes because situations force you to change. Dreaming of crashing is a way of exploring insecurities about how you are moving forward. The details surrounding the crash will reflect whether or not you feel in control in the way you are moving forward. Um, helping or saving someone, so her worrying about the little boy. Mm -hmm. um, when one character is rescuing another, it portrays the side of you that is weak, being compensated by the side of you that is strong. And then famous people, which, you know, all the... Oh, yeah, I, the dream team. That's the closest team. thing. The dream team was the famous people. Um, all people in our dreams represent sides of us, which we've talked about before. Um, when you dream of a famous person, you are exploring the side of you that would be the most associated with the character. Mm, okay. Yeah. Ash. And, and, oh. he, and in the they actually said why they chose each one of those well, people. Yeah. Um, Ash is an organic symbol of allowing the past to be transformed so that you can grow to meet the future. Do you hear that, Tosh? It's not dangerous. <laughs> I heard. And then an abandoned or empty house, um, abandoning your old identity in preparation for a transformation. And the gloves is super interesting. So since gloves protect the hands, you may be acting overly self-protective rather than reaching out to take what you feel you need. Interesting. I was like, no comments, no one. <laughs> no, that is interesting because, I mean, just the gloves hanging, that's, that In was just closets, an odd detail. Yeah. And it was like in every closet and it was on like one hanger and it was mm -hmm. like, what the heck? So obviously there are a lot of crazy elements to this dream, but one thought entered my mind. It entered my mind while I was reading it. So maybe I just got stuck in my ways. But then when I was researching it, I was like, I feel like this backs it up. So You realize we have been doing this for a year now. You're right, but I still don't feel like an expert, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so as we know, a common theme in dreams is change. I feel like almost every dream we talk about, it has something to do with change. And Christine seems to me as though she may be putting other people and their needs before her own, which is being shown by not being seen by others and being so worried about saving the boy, which the interpretation said is kind of you making up for insecurities or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, you may feel as though you're abandoning yourself when embracing changes in your life or changes in your beliefs. You know who you want to be and you have people to look up to, the famous people. Yeah. <laughs> but you're scared to disappoint others and put yourself first, even though you know deep down everything will be okay in the end. Because, like, at the end of all of that, the boy was saved with someone else in an ambulance. Yeah, so you know? all the crazy stuff that happened didn't actually lead to the boy being. That was already being taken care of. Mm -hmm. So I almost feel like it's her trying to embrace change, but she's so scared and so used to, like, being there for other people or not saying no to other people. Mm -hmm. When, in the end, if she knows deep down that if she did that, everything would be fine. You well, know... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. I was just going to say my thought, too, on that is, like, you know how sometimes, like, you only know what you know at that time, and so it's, like, what you're doing is not necessarily going to change if you don't know something. So yeah. she didn't know the boy was being saved until, like, later in the dream. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, then she might have done something different, but she did what she thought was the right thing, the right to thing the boy. because you don't know exactly what's all what's going happening. on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is just what happens in life. You don't know the outcome. You just have to go with the information that you have right now and make the best decision. Well, something that I saw, silly enough, on a TikTok, and I don't remember the exact words or who it was by, so I'm sorry that I can't credit them. But what I remember it saying was like, we spend so much time thinking about the past and worrying about the future when, if you think about it, like past and future don't even exist. True. All that exists is, he said, memories and imagination. So you have memories of the past and you have imagination of what you think might happen in the future. 
but the only thing that is for sure is right now. Oh, that's weird. That's thinking about that's that like mind blew blowing. my mind a little bit. So he was saying like you the only thing you ever have to worry about is what is happening in this exact moment. Anything that already happened is just a memory that you have in your head and anything in the future that you think is going to happen in the future, that's just your imagination. You know, what comes to mind too is if you take the same people that were at an event and then you ask them how the event went individually, you would find out like a completely different point of view or oh, for sure. like nobody really experiences the exact same thing also. Mm-hmm. So even your memory sometimes is a bit tricky because did it really happen that way or is that just the way you remembered it? Exactly, which is another point of not to dwell so much on mm-hmm. the past. Like you, you know, I will randomly think of something I freaking said in fourth grade to somebody. Do you guys ever do that? And I'm like, wow, that was really mean. I can't believe I said that to someone. And and I feel bad. It's like, do they even remember it? Probably not. You know, the funny <laughs> thing is, is, I don't quite go that way. Mine is somebody was being rude to me. And mm-hmm. I think later about what I should have said. And oh, then I later do that a lot I'm too. like, yeah, if I would have just stood up for myself and mm-hmm. be like, you stupid biatch, whatever <laughs> it was at the time. But What's funny about it though that's just not my personality. Like, think about all the energy you spend time thinking about that and getting upset over it. You yeah. can't do anything about it. Oh, I have to remind myself all the time because I tend to wake up around five o'clock lately. And sometimes I fall right back to sleep. It's because I have to pee. We've talked about that. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about <laughs> we know. that. So I get up to use the bathroom and sometimes I can just lay down and go right back to sleep. And then other times, like I'll start thinking about my work day and what's going to be happening. And I keep having to tell myself, stop. There's absolutely nothing I can do right now. Like, this is not productive. Why am I even thinking about it? And then I have to really try to think of either a happy memory Mm -hmm. or, you know, envision some vacation to, like, Hawaii that I've never been on, which is just super, super (laughs) sad at my age. I've never been to Hawaii. Well, me neither. (sighs) Mom's at least double your age. She gave birth to you at some point. True. Yeah. Unless secretly she's not my mom. That would (laughs) be crazy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I was watching a bunch of TikToks the other day about a lady who found out that her dad wasn't really her dad. And she's, I haven't got to the part yet where she actually tells her dad, Mm -hmm. because she's not sure he even, if he even knows that he's not her father. Oh, it's like a scandalous situation. She did a a DNA test and then for like Father's Day or something, she bought him one. And he did it. He didn't. So obviously he didn't know anything was going to come up with it. Yeah. So she's finding out all the information. Like she talked to her like biological dad and like her sisters on the biological side, but has still been nervous to like tell her actual dad. Well, I'd be nervous. But I also think at this point, I'm like, he's going to feel really bad when he finds out like this has been hidden from him. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know when. She's just retelling the story. So gotcha. maybe it's not as far into it as it sounds. Okay, I'll shut <laughs> up now. We've gone down a deep hole here. <laughs> All but right. one more thing I want to say about this, just a lesson we can learn from this dream too, is I think it is hard, I think, sometimes to say no to people. Or like, I feel like a lot of people are people pleasers and stuff like that. Wow, that just reminded me of another thing that I heard <laughs> Go ahead. about people pleasers. But I heard something that said, you people pleasing other people, you don't actually care about pleasing other people. You care about what, like, being accepted by other people. Like, it's more of a selfish thing. It is. It's more to make yourself feel okay and secure. Yeah. It's like, if I do this for them, then they're going to think They're going to like me and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I don't even know where I was going with this. Well, no, I was talking about this the other day with you, though. Yeah. When it comes to, like, work. Like, when you're an entry-level employee, your manager praises you a lot. Oh, you did a good job. Mm -hmm. Oh, you need to correct this. But, wow, you're so amazing at this other thing. Once you get in the management level, 
You don't have a manager telling, oh my gosh, you did such a good job. Oh, you should do this now. No, you just have to become confident in yourself and be able Mm -hmm. to tell yourself, you know what? These five things you did was great. Guess what? These other three things you did were shitty. Like you need (laughs) to get your act together. You have to change it yourself. You you get to a point where it's like you've got to figure it out yourself. You can't wait for somebody to point it out to you all the time or Mm -hmm. give you praise, which I find a little bit difficult. Yeah, me too. Because I like direction or like feeling like, oh, hey, you know, I've got it. I'm doing the right thing. But I just have to just go with it. It's like, well, if they don't tell me no or that I'm doing a bad job, then I must be doing a good job. Doing fine. Well, one thing I always remind myself when I feel like I need validation from people is that validation is for parking. (laughs) Oh, I like it. And right as you said that, the light is terrifying. But anyway, to wrap this all up, you can't help other people unless you yourself are good. Yeah, the airplane thing. Put the oxygen on yourself. On yourself. Then put it on on other people. So in this dream, I feel like she was, you know putting other people's needs above your own if you're doing that you can't actually help other people very well and it's like the saying like you can't love others until you love yourself so true so uh, here's an important reminder to focus on yourself yes but not to a point of being conceited right just saying a healthy amount we probably could have gotten to that in a much more concise way but that's not how we do things here (laughs) well tosh you can finally go (laughs) yay so I have two stories, dreams, from www.self.com. Self.com. Self.com. Okay, sorry, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So my first one here um, is from, or like the author, writer, it just is the initials AA, age 19. So, okay. All right, AA, here we go. So... They say, I dreamed my bed-ridden grandpa, who's had a stroke, was well again, and my whole family was around a table. He said something to me in Hindi, which I don't understand, and my dad got annoyed with me for not understanding. I had a tantrum about how it's my parents' fault for not teaching it to me when I was younger, and then expecting me to understand it now. I woke up in tears. Aw. I mean, I'd have to agree. It's his fault for not teaching it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So with the interpretation, I took out um, grandfather, which seeing grandparents in a dream is considered like a good, faithful dream. Now, the fact that the grandpa had a stroke, but in this dream, he was seen as like well again or what didn't have that like, what's the word? Ailment. Ailment, yeah. Ailment. Um, Not Ailment. Ailment. Yes. I thought I said ailment. It sounded like you said ailment, so I was just clarifying. So basically, seeing like an individual who was once sick but is now healed um, is a sign that you need to enjoy what nature has to offer. You need to take care and look after your health. And the dream is a symbolization of passion or the love for those around you. Well, that's nice. Yeah, which I thought was like, oh. And then Aww. the language aspect of this dream, it's not common no, it is. Let me rephrase that. It's not <laughs> uncommon. Oh, okay. that's what I meant to say. It's not uncommon for somebody whose family has another language associated with their, like, you know, heritage heritage to come into a dream. Um, it can mean that there is a connection or in this case, the lack thereof of a connection because there was a disconnect because he didn't understand the language. Oh, okay. So maybe he's not feeling as connected to the heritage as he'd like or something. Possibly. That's a good way to look at it. Um, And then the tantrum that he had in regards to when, you know, his 
parents were upset with him for not understanding the language. Uh, dreaming of a tantrum is like a venting dream assisting you to um, open up to your rage. So your un- subconscious mind is suggesting that you find a healthy expression of your anger. Um, and so that way you don't have to like bottle it up and then explode later. Mm. Okay. okay. So kind of in conclusion to me, it seems that this individual, AA, who is 19 years old when this was written, uh, maybe had like a rougher childhood, maybe didn't get along the best with his parents. Um, and so in this dream, it was the way of like a, the grandpa coming to him in a healthy, positive manner. And he was upset that he wasn't taught the language so that he could connect with his grandpa because he was closer to him than maybe he was his parents. Ah, that makes sense. So that's kind of what I was thinking in that uh, regards. But what you said too, Mom, could make a lot of sense as well. Yeah, that maybe he's not as connected to his heritage. Like his heritage. Which, yeah. Which I guess, like, think about it. I mean, if you have, like, a grandparent who <clears throat> could teach you a lot of your heritage, but maybe you can't understand them. Yeah, like, oh, that's true. Too, who knows what the stroke had caused? Maybe he wasn't able to teach him. Kind of reminds me of the dream I shared, where I was like kicking the suitcase around because I oh, like my grandma. Your grandma. And, oh, oh, yeah. I was connecting it to my grandma, and I was mad, like, "Oh, hey, you aren't here. I'm. I don't get to know you." I, I like that's not that fair. seems very similar. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, my next one from the same website, self dot com. Self self Not Reddit. Not ready. <laughs> Not job, today, guys. folks. So See, we give praise. You don't. You don't have to beg for it here. We'll just give it. Openly. Someone's stomach just made it the was, weirdest. It noise. was my throat again. Validation is for parking and the Dead to the World podcast. <laughs> if you send us an email, we'll send you so much validation. We will honestly send us an email. Say I'm having a bad day. I'll I'll hype you up. Yeah, we're your <laughs> hype up crew. I'm having a bad bad day. We're your if dream you take team. It personal. That's okay. Ooh. Send Stay us an email rolling, and we'll hype you up. We're the dream ooh, team, ooh, and we care about you. Wow. I'm not rhyming, and this is a terrible rap. <laughs> I thought it was, was actually not good. too bad. Nice. Wow. It's like Encanto when they sing that one song, and all of them have the different pieces, oh. but it still matches. I don't oh, know yeah. what the term for that would it's be. Called... We don't talk about bro. Wait, but what do they call that? They, yeah, we used to do it in primary in church. Remember. So where they like kind of the round robin of songs? It's like a... Not a miracle go round. <laughs> miracle round. <laughs> miracle go round. What is it called? I don't know. Hold I know. That, I know. I watched a Disney documentary on it, and they talked about like the w- certain term for that type of music so is what they used in Encanto. But well, I don't wasn't know. it because every person in Encanto had like a music that was their personality, and then yeah. they had to try to mix all those together. Together and it sounded good together, but yet didn't actually harmonize. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like that each character in the family is struggling mm-hmm. for those who have seen Encanto. Like, uh, yeah. So each person has their own theme or rhythm it of song. Says it's together. called a polyphony. Whoa, whoops. That just sounds like polygamy. <laughs> that is not uh, what we're say talking it again, about. A, what's it called? Polyphony. Phony? Polyphony. 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 Sounds like That's pasta. not what I was thinking. <laughs> you can't tell it to tell you what it sounds like? No, because it's Sounds like something Quora. I'd eat at Olive Garden. Oh. <laughs> because <laughs> I had, like I literally had to Google, um, what does it mean when everyone's singing a different part of it at the same time, but it still sounds good? <laughs> <laughs> and Google's like, huh? <laughs> Google's like, you're crazy. Polyphony. 
Hey, that sounded pretty good. Yeah. I believe it. I, I had believe to do it. the finger thing, like the Italian finger thing. Yes. <laughs> the hand motion. Just so that you guys I think out there can see. In like primary or school and I was little, they just called it round. Like we're doing yeah. a round. Yeah. It took me that long That's why I to remember. Okay, anybody and, who's but, musically inclined in that like aspect of things, please email us and tell us because we obviously don't know. All right, and we can move on. The around. The around. It does sound like an Italian food. <laughs> I'm totally. hungry. <laughs> okay, anyway. Olive Garden it is. Let's go. So, okay, so I have another story here. Um, this one is from Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Age 27 at the time this was posted. I said that very sassily, but I meant it more as a hi, not a hi, hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, this is titled The One Where You Can't Enjoy the Water Park. Sounds like a bad time. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, so she goes on to say, I had a dream I was at a water park with my husband, an ex-boyfriend, one of my uncles, and a handful of children who seemed to belong to us. It was so vivid. There were those sunscreen dispensers everywhere. Sunshine pop was playing all over the loudspeakers, and everyone had an inner tube around their waists. I decided to hit the wave pool, but no matter how I timed it, I could not catch a wave and body surf it. I was visibly frustrated when one by one, my husband, ex, uncle, and imagined kiddos all joined me in the pool and tried to teach me. In turn, they each lost patience with me and body surfed away until I was the last person left in the pool. I struggled there, jumping just a second too early or too late for what felt like hours until I woke up tangled in my bed sheets. I was irritable the next morning, and if I'm being honest, a little fire ignites a week later as I type this. Why couldn't I catch a wave? That does suck. Yeah. It's nothing worse than being at a water park where you pay all that good money, you're supposed to be having fun, and then you don't get to have fun. Yeah. I'm trying to investigate this situation. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, and you know that I am... uh, a mom, when I first thing I think of is the money that got wasted. Yeah, I was like, that's not the first thing I thought <laughs> yeah. of. I because would just be mad. Enjoyment. Like, really, everyone's having a good time but me. I mean, it's literally why I can't stand to gamble because I'm not getting anything for my money. There's no guarantee I'm getting something for my money. That is known as a speculative risk. Oh. Where there's a possible gain and a possible loss. So I don't like speculative risk. I just like gain. Yes. <laughs> I play it safe. She plays it safe. Okay. So where was I? A pool where oh, you could I did. Not I read the whole surf. Dream. Okay. I, I didn't know if I had started the interpretation yet or not. Okay. So the interpretation, we have kind of talked about water parks before. Um, but you know, you're worried that your time's going away, you know, you're wasting it, you're not enjoying like your life in the moment. Um, you may not be like productive or proactive. Um, and it also could be you reflecting on like past decisions or wondering if you made the right decisions or if you regret not doing something, et cetera. So yeah. Interesting. What, what, what part was that? The water, the water, oh, the water park or the, just water, (laughs) the water park. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) What's so funny? I got, I was just thinking the water. I was just verifying that I knew which one we were talking about. She just didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Okay, but now let's go to the wave pool. Oh. So the wave pool suggests responsibilities or burdens. So you're seeking acceptance or approval. You're ready for like a new outlook on life. This draws attention to some emotional issues that may need to be confronted or you're afraid that others will notice your imperfections, which 
I'll get on to my thought on that, but yeah, go ahead. Um, being frustrated because, you know, she mentioned she was visibly frustrated when like everyone else could have a good time and do what she couldn't do. Um, basically represents feelings of like difficulties, challenges, or obstacles that you're currently having in life. So overall, I would say in this dream that Lauren is going through something tough and that she's dealing with some challenges in life that she doesn't want people to view her as weak or emotional. Mm. So I would say that she's the type of person who would maybe get like embarrassed when she can't complete something on her own. Mm -hmm. And because of that, her dream was reflecting water. Yeah. Her burdens. Oh. That was quotes. Reflecting water. Yeah. I just was matching that to my own thing. Like, oh, reflecting water, water park, wave Mm -hmm. pool. And yeah, just in the fact that like she was there trying to do what everybody else could do, but she couldn't. It was, I think she got frustrated because it was like she was getting embarrassed and frustrated that she couldn't deal with this one thing that would seem so easy, but was so difficult. And so connecting that to her real life, there's probably something going on that probably wouldn't necessarily be seen as something that's hard, but it's something that she's dealing with that's hard. And like, she doesn't want to be seen as like, she can't do it or it's weak or yeah. Yeah. I, I'm that way a lot because I have like pride in my work. And so if I can't figure something out on my own, well, I guess drives you nuts. I don't mind help having people help just like in her dream. She didn't, it's not that she didn't let people help her to learn, mm-hmm. but the fact that she couldn't get it, it's like, that was like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, just like we were talking about before. How, <laughs> that was creepy. Like, jealousy is embarrassing. You never want to let anybody know you're jealous. Oh, jealous. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that same vibe. Like, oh, like, I should know how to do this and I can't do it. And please don't notice. Yeah. So, and I like the fact that, or I guess I want to bring attention to it, was like a husband, an ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. an uncle, and a bunch of children that she didn't know. So it was like... Who were supposed Someone to be who's super close to her, somebody who she probably, you know, doesn't get along with or, you know, someone who maybe is distant or in the family and then like just a lot of other opinions of people that mm-hmm. she doesn't really know mm-hmm. are all putting pressure on her. On to her. Like, yeah. I wonder if she's going through some big change or she's got to make some big decision about, I don't know, I can think like changing jobs or. I think a big decision would make sense. Yeah, like, like moving. Around. Like you're stressed and you don't know what to do and you feel like you're not capable of making the decision. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like waiting for you to make this decision. Yeah. Or well, and you're how, afraid of the outcome if you make the wrong decision. Mm. And how in the stream she said, I struggled there jumping just one second too early or too late. Um, so what she mentions in the dream, it felt like for hours and then she woke up tangled in the bed sheet. So it's almost like her fear might be like, you'll wait too she's long. She's going to wait too long or she's going to make a decision too early or, you know, just that stress of like not really knowing what to do. Like doing the right thing at the right well, time. Yeah. It actually reminds me of what you and Kyle are going through right now with like selling your house. It's I was true. just about to say that. I was like, is this your dream? <laughs> is this my dream? <laughs> yeah. So like I mentioned earlier. Uh, we're selling our house and it's finally listed, but yeah, it's kind of one of those things where like, you know, you just kind of have to do like what's best for you at the time, even though if you, you don't know if really like, you don't know how the outcome's going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the market's going to be like. It, it, you know, yeah, Kyle and I did decide, oh, is it too early to sell? Are we too kind of late to the game? Cause things were kind of crazy and yada da. But you know what? It is what it is. Yep. 
It is what it is. Who just rang the doorbell? I don't, I don't know, know, but I heard that. Someone. We'll be back. Well, I'm not going to leave and open the door right now. Whoever it is. I'm sure it's nothing important. I guess that's true. You don't just really show up to people's houses unannounced these days? No. It's like if it were a family or somebody, they would have texted to see if I was home. It's probably just Amazon delivering something. Let me know they dropped it off. Or a neighbor that we don't want to talk to. Oh, no, kidding. I like my neighbors. I'm just teasing. But I'm if it's joking. a neighbor, sometimes I have a great neighbor who brings me treats. So I might find cookies on the board. <laughs> you never know. Let's yeah. hurry and finish. We can eat the dream. cookies. Hurry. Look. Just kidding. I can always dream. No, but isn't it funny how like when people like call you and you don't answer, you're like, mm, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail or text me. Mm-hmm. Mm, if it's important, they'll leave a note at my door or whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're not my husband or my direct family and you call me, I'm not answering that. <laughs> Well, and I have that problem with work because in my job, I am required, you know, to answer the phones and answer emails and all that responsible adult stuff. So in my personal life, forget it. I finally had to tell my sisters, quit calling me. Just send me a text. (laughs) Otherwise, you're never going to talk to me. Yeah. That's funny. Tosh calls me at least once a day. Do you answer? Yeah. I answer when (laughs) Tosh calls. Well, unless I'm not doing something. You guys always try to talk to me when I'm at work. And I'm like, are you guys not also at work? I know. It always seems to be that she calls me when I'm like walking to a meeting and then I forget mm. to call back. No, it this, happens with this dad is the too. thing. If I'm mad at you, I won't call you. And then you'll know I'm mad at you because I didn't talk to you for like three or four days. Okay. That's how you know, right? Because Sometimes I usually you don't call talk you guys to me. That's every true. day. But at least you're not like my mom. Like if we don't answer the phone, you don't just call every person in the family. Tosh does do that. No, I don't. Not very often though. Oh, not like looking important. to get a hold of us. I get it. I thought you just, Tosh will yeah. like, okay, funny fact about Tosh. I'll be sitting at my parents' house. She doesn't know I'm there. <laughs> she calls me. We have a whole conversation. I'm like, oh, great talking to you. Hang up the phone. Point <laughs> two seconds later, mom's phone starts ringing and it's Tosh. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I just heard the whole story you told Lex. <laughs> oh, I'm, and then I'm like, oh, I didn't know she was with you. So then she calls dad. And then it's just two seconds she's... later, dad's phone starts <laughs> It's just when she's driving, and it's like after she feels like she's talked to one person enough, she's like, I wonder what the other person's doing. I mean, it's fine. I just think it's hilarious because sometimes that happens, and I'm like, I bet she's going to call you now. No. No, my mom would call our house, and if you didn't answer, then she'd call our cell phones, and then she'd call dad's cell phone, and then she'd call your cell phones. Do you remember? Yes. And then she'd call your other sister. Mm -hmm. Do you know what they're doing? Yeah. Grandma, we're busy, okay? We yeah, did answer okay. the phone. <laughs> we are not dead, I promise. We're dead to the world. <laughs> yeah, normally if I don't answer the phone, it's because I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, typically. Or I'm in the bath. I take a lot of baths. You do. I Sometimes I call her and she won't answer. And I'll be like, I bet she's taking a bath. <laughs> then she'll call me back because I was in the bath. But I knew it. Sometimes I answer the phone when I'm in the bath. I know. And then it's like echoey. Hello, hello, hello. You know what's so funny <laughs> Like, I remember once at work, so I'll talk to the family. Like, if I'm in the bathroom at work or anywhere, and you have toilet you kids, conversation, like you kids or dad calls me, I'll just answer and talk to you. That's, that's weird. Toilet talk. You think that's weird? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I don't worry about it. You've never done that? No, I have, but then I worked at a place that was like strictly forbidden, and then I felt awkward. Oh, oh. well, that's what I was going to say at a previous job of mine, the HR lady was like, oh, okay. please don't, I, don't talk you, on the phone. You've in never the done that? No, I have. And it wasn't even shared bathrooms. I'm like, what do you care if I talk on the phone to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, what if, you're, what if you're talking to yourself? Why does so, it matter? I don't know. <laughs> what if you're like, how's your day been, Tasha? Wow, no. It's been a great day. You need day. some encouragement. You're like, asking. I know your tummy hurts, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't I don't take work calls in the bathroom. Yeah. Maybe yeah, she thought you were personal. taking work calls. 
Maybe. I don't know. And the funny thing is, too, the same lady. So they were getting ready to sell the company and they had a bunch of people coming in and I was on the phone and I had my headset on, but I was also on my cell phone with Daddy Dale and she didn't see the cell phone. And so she was just waiting for me to finish talking. I didn't know she was there. And I'm just like, okay, babe, love you. Talk to you later. Bye. And she's like, do you tell all of our customers that you love them? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, nope, just the special ones. (laughs) No, I was talking to Dale. Like, yeah, who do you think is bringing business into this company? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Who do you think is keeping us afloat? (laughs) Anyways, I think we as individuals are too open. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe. Sorry. Well, also, I think a lot of the time, like when we say certain things, like, oh, yeah, I'm the only one keeping the company. But, like, obviously, we're just we're joking. joking. Like, it's not, we're not serious. But yeah. I think it's funny, though, because to us, we're only talking to each other in this room. I know. So and we then forget. we publish stuff, and I'm like, hmm, did everyone need to know that? No. Did we need to say that? But I said it, and I don't care. <laughs> Should we have said that? Well, I don't know, but. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Just being open, honest, letting people get to know the real S's. The, the real, real asses. asses. The real asses, yeah. Yep, we, we are some real We ass. each got one. We got some thick booties, honestly. We do. That's one thing we were blessed with. Thanks, Mom. Girls and big lips. <laughs> You're welcome. Big booties, big lips. The, one, <laughs> the big lips on your face, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yes, I should clarify. Yeah. And this, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, okay. We should probably go ahead and right. do the outro. Gotta go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining the dream team. Join us next week to find out what happens when we are dead, dead to, to the, the world. world.